Hello and welcome to More or Less, and I'm your host, Gage Morrow, the uh, host with the most, your one and only, your super lonely. Super lonely. Love that song. Even though it's a TikTok song, but... I would like to open up this show with I Told You So. TikTok as it is uh, currently uh, looking, may be on the path to being banned in the United States. And I never trusted TikTok. I only watch TikTok compilations on YouTube because I let someone else get their uh, information stolen. And I just want to say, haha, I told you so. I never trusted TikTok. I never wanted TikTok. I never downloaded it. But I do like the content they push. So... Uh, don't trust the Chinese communist government with my information, even though they're probably going to get it some other means, but it doesn't mean you have to give it up that easily, you know, fight a little bit at least to know that you tried. And I did, I didn't get TikTok. It was banned in India because China had a fight with them on the border, killing, I think like 20 Indian soldiers. I didn't even know India had a military, just kidding, but. Also, you never really think about, like, India being involved in conflicts, you know? It's kind of weird. But they are their bordering uh, country, and they have not had the most uh, friendly past with one another. So, eh, I can see it. Anyways, my point being, India banned it in uh, India, obviously, from uh, TikTok being used. And I think TikTok was banned from all government devices. Like, you couldn't do, a, you know... Megan Thee Stallion dance when you're working for the IRS and you have a, you know, for some reason, I think that like, one second, my light's on. It doesn't change much on the production, but it's just bothering me. Anyways, you know, I don't really think of, uh, I always think of like government, when they say government devices, you know, I'm sure there's some like federal agents with iPhones but I always think of, like, the government having blackberries, you know? Like, some outdated shit. But it's, I'm sure it's the government that gets the shit before we do. I'm sure they were the first ones with iPhones. You know, like, some military-grade touchscreens. I'm sure touchscreens exist in the military before they existed on the consumer marketplace. But anyways, uh, my point being, I knew all along TikTok was bad. I never trusted the damn app. And uh, I still like their content. But, haha, I told you so. Goodbye, TikTok, forever. Um, so, yeah, thanks. And uh, free Hong Kong. Fuck the Chinese Communist government. I love, you know, the people. I have no qualm with. Government, big qualms. Uh, big qualmos with the Chinese government. But uh, the people, you are right. Keep fighting for liberation. Power to the people. Free Hong Kong. Um... Speaking of people owning all of your information, another I told you so on the docket, and I think I actually mentioned this somewhere in the podcast before, although I know I definitely brought it up to people that I know and talked about it, is Amazon is killing the game with everything. I mean, Amazon Prime, I still have Amazon Prime student because I still have my BU student email. So I get discounts on Amazon Prime. And right now I'm watching Lost, my favorite show of fucking all time. 
Now, technically, it's being hosted by IMDb TV, which I didn't even know existed, but I can watch it through Amazon with ads. Um, so Amazon has everything. They're pulling everyone. And now that I'm watching stuff on Amazon, I'm seeing more ads for Amazon shit. So I saw an Amazon ad for Launchpad, which is actually a pretty interesting idea. It's basically where Amazon pushes um, novel devices and technologies to the forefront um, so that, you know, like Roombas and speakers and shit like that, like newer technology, something you would see like Brookstone, you know what I mean? Where someone's trying to bring, excuse me, someone's trying to bring something onto the market that's not like, you know, established, but it's a novel thing. So you can be kind of the first people to try it out. So, um, you know, that's pretty cool. And then I saw one for uh, Amazon Live, which is basically QVC, right? I mean, they have like yoga and uh, exercise instructional uh, videos too, but it's basically QVC on the other end where they're just trying to sell shit on Amazon using Amazon's video portal as a live feed to make it's like imagine QVC but you never had to dial the number to get that chunky jewelry or to get that like copper lined skillet that you wanted that you just had to click the same screen you're watching it on and then it's already bought and it's already on your way to your house in two days that's insane so Amazon killing the game but the I told you so is not Amazon live it's not Amazon launchpad the I told you so is I want to get this right. I want to get the name of it right. But the I told you so is that, spoiler alert, Amazon is now a pharmacy. And I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. I mean, I, fuck, what is it? Not Amazon Pharmacist, Amazon Pill Pack. Okay. The Amazons, I saw a commercial and it was, it was this lady and she had all these pills in her purse and she's like, I don't want to carry around all this medication, kind of like the typical like infomercial things where they spill everything like, whoa, you know, she had this ridiculously small purse, like someone who has that many pills wouldn't have a, such a small bag. So, you know, you're already painting it with a familiar brush, which is like the black and white with the X through it. Like, you don't want to be like Becky trying to put away her Tupperware. And it's like, well, I don't know how to use plastic. I'm dumb. But it's like, you need stackable Tupperware. Um, anyways, so they have this commercial with this lady. He's got all these pills and she can't keep them. She, she, this woman is on like death's door. She looks relatively healthy, but she has a couple dozen medications. So already I'm concerned for her, but they have an advertisement for this thing called pill pack, which is like a box of pills that are each individually wrapped for the day that you're going to take them. So they have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, each in these little plastic squares that look like condom wrappers, basically. And you pick it up through the box and rip off that day's worth of pills. Okay, today's Monday, June, whatever. And I'm going to take this day's pill pack with me today. And then you rip it open to take the pills throughout the day. And I get to the end of the episode and it says pill pack, an Amazon company. And I'm like, I knew it. It was just a matter of time. Amazon has, you got covered on everything. Amazon was everything. First of all, it was just books. 
and no one really cares about books. Everyone was sleeping on the book sales. And then it became, you could buy, you know, office supplies. You could buy uh, tools maybe. And then it went to like home goods, like detergent. You could buy clothes on there. And it became everything overnight. It was an overnight, you know, every fucking thing you can get on Amazon. And then they bought Whole Foods. And then Whole Foods, they bought Whole Foods and they can do Amazon Fresh. You can get groceries delivered to your door. Not only can you get you laundry detergent, you get the clothes to wash the laundry. You can get the fucking closet to build, or the little wardrobe to build, to put your clothes in that you can wash with all Amazon products. You never have to leave your house. Agoraphobic's dream. Agoraphobic's dream. You could stay in your house, you could be paranoid about the government. And you could just feed all your information to this company that's definitely sold out to other global interests. Anyways, they start delivering groceries to your home, right? And I knew it from that moment when they had Whole Foods in their clutches. And now you can use Prime when you're at Whole Foods if you dare to leave your house. And they really set themselves up for this market, which is crazy. Like, because coronavirus hit, I'm sure Amazon's, like value is through the roof because everyone's just ordering shit and not wanting to go out to the store and then i saw this commercial for the pill pack thing and i knew it i was like the moment that amazon gets involved with medical care it's over and the woman said it's free all you have to do is pay your copay so amazon's basically taking the the uh you know becoming your pharmacist so not only do they have your address your spending habits you know, they had those little button things you can press to just automatically order Tide to your house or automatically order, like, you know, staples to your house or whatever. And now they have your medical information. They have your doctor's contact information, where you go to the doctors. And I'm sure it's not long until there's, like, you know, Amazon Prime Pediatrics, you know? Like, get an online assessment of your your health or like you know prime gynecologist just set up a webcam and in 15 easy minutes you can have a thorough examination by our prime professionals it's and it's just like some doctor in like bosnia with like looking at you know looking at your fucking dick or pussy (laughs) just be like i think problem maybe lump feel is it okay Okay, thank you. Just click one click for the Instacart, or not Instacart, that's another company. For Prime uh, Copay, we'd be okay. We're all set. Thank you. Next client, please. No waiting rooms. That's what they'll advertise. No waiting times. How often do you really need to go to a physical doctor? They're just going to look at your body anyways. Maybe do some minor touching. And then they give you your results. Why not just buy this Amazon blood pressure reader, an Amazon heart rate detector, an Amazon blood test strips for our Amazon uh, vitamin lab where we can test your vitamin levels and your blood sugar and your cholesterol. Amazon Amazon basics corona tests. You ever seen that where it's just like like a, a TV or a camera or something like that? It's like Amazon basics. My printer is Amazon basics. I'm sure some of the equipment I'm using is Amazon Basics, like this this tripod I got off of Amazon. These lights I got off of Amazon. Everything's off Amazon. Microphone. You know? Everything. Everything's off Amazon. It's crazy. 
the problem is too it works like when i saw the commercial for pill pack i was like wow when i get old i hope my pills are this easy i'm you know i remember i still remember it. my grandparents had this the you know the classic pill box you know the end you know it's got the letter for each day it's this like orange container and you see them stuffed with pills you know and i, I was like but now i see this pill pack thing i was like i wish i had pills you know how cool that is it's like a little roll of pills that's awesome i want to just take like daily supplements just so i can like use the cool technology it's like simple packaging it's very cleverly thought of and amazon owns it i mean i don't know i can't even be mad at it they just make great products and they're just taking over everything so it's like when people fight you know when you have politicians like break up amazon it's like yeah but you're gonna tell that to the people like the working class people who don't have time to go out to the store they're trying to raise their family you know, and they see this super cheap option for laundry detergent they can have delivered right to their house. You can, my bed is from Amazon. My bed, my mattress, my mattress and my bed frame are both from Amazon.com. Crazy. I had it delivered to my apartment before I even moved to my apartment in Boston. It was there waiting for me to just cut open, inflate, and then I lived on a mattress and then a plastic sheet for basically like a month before i was like maybe i should get a bed frame and then i bought a bed frame off of amazon same company showed up it's incredible man incredible if you told me this when i was a kid that you could order like pills and a mattress and laundry detergent and groceries all to your house through one website i would say what's a website but then anyways after that i'd be like oh yeah 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 I know what a website is. It's a Pokemon-themed dress flash game on, like, Congregate or whatever that website was. New uh, uh, Newgrounds. What is it called? Newgrounds? It was, like, all that racy fan art and stuff. That was, like, Rule 34 before Rule 34. Newgrounds. Yeah, I think that was Newgrounds. But anyways, Amazon's a pharmacy now, and we're all fucking doomed because uh, they're going to start putting little mind control supplements in there to slowly get us to buy more things. And I'm embracing it. I've been playing golf recently. I've never... I played golf... I've Let's put it this way. I've played golf one other time, and the, I've played golf now four times in my life. In the last three times, or in the last month. I think that makes sense yeah the last three times i've ever played golf were in this last month and i'm playing golf tomorrow playing another 18 holes i'm so excited i was so frustrated about it when i was a teenager when i was playing but now i'm still frustrated but less i'm a little bit more patient now and it's awesome because i found a new thing to do so I'm a little less bored and golfing is like the most coronavirus friendly sport you could play social distancing to the extreme besides the cart rentals but they do a good job cleaning the carts everything is social distance you go with people as long as you live with them you're fine you can still be social distance on the tee you know as long as you're not sharing bags or clubs or anything like that and i live with my brother i go with my brother <clears throat> no worries you're literally hundreds of yards away from the next stranger i don't even see people with masks on the field on the on the course the only time they wear masks is like going into the club 
It is fantastic. I love it so much. And, uh, you know, I everyone who plays golf seems to be so nice. You know, I went to a driving range today to practice my swing. And, of course, it was awful. And I asked just a stranger, like a man next to me. And uh, not only did he give me his extra balls. Yeah, golf is full of uh, weird accidentally sexual references. Like, if you're playing golf with four people, you call it foursome. You wouldn't use foursome outside of golf. You wouldn't say, like, oh, yeah, can I get a table for a foursome? Oh, just in golf. But anyways, you know, uh, I asked this stranger, this guy, for, I'm like, hey, man, do you mind offering some tips on my swing? And he saw me swing, and he just gave me all these tips. And immediately, if it, this is a great thing about golf tips. Golf tips are a special thing. If you play golf, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Someone says one little thing. Oh, you know, keep your left toe, you know, 45 degree angle, 45 degrees this way. You don't actually want your toe to be over there. Next swing you take, you're driving at another 50 yards. It's incredible. The little details. I think that should be a metaphor for the greater part of my life, which is just, you know, the little details that you aren't paying attention to. If you change something just slightly in your life, you can improve yourself so much better. You know? Not that I would take any of that advice in real life. I'll just stick to the golf swing and still be mentally unstable. But the point stands if you want to pick it up, you know? A little tip goes a long way, is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> little tip. Uh, what else? Um, yeah, none of the. Okay, yeah. There was an interesting article I was seeing. I was looking through the news trying to find some stuff to talk about, and I saw an interesting article about Banksy, the uh, notorious, if depending on who you ask, the uh, famous street artist who does very uh, politically woke, politically woke, and uh, maybe not the word for it, like politically and socially provocative artwork. He's done graffiti. What well, looks like it's like stencil graffiti. Yeah. stencil graffiti he's done it on the Ga- the wall in the Gaza Strip um, criticizing police criticizing military and recently he did a coronavirus related graffiti artwork project inside of a um, metro train in London and the article was about the metro workers didn't realize it was a Banksy piece and was we're cleaning it like you know their job is to clean graffiti and the article make it seem like like these i can't believe these you know what a tragedy that these uh, uh these workers were doing their fucking job and cleaning graffiti off because it doesn't matter how famous of an artist he is it's still graffiti i'm not gonna be like an old man shaking my finger like he shouldn't do this i think it's rad I think his artwork is awesome and, you know, that's not like a controversial opinion. Like, he makes great art, but uh, people shouldn't also be surprised when people, (laughs) fucking graffiti artists, people, janitors that clean up this graffiti on a daily basis shouldn't be surprised when they do their fucking job and they clean it up, you know? But also, like, Banksy's also destroyed his art before, so I'm sure he was expecting something like this to happen anyways and you know ironically the piece is about coronavirus and the people are cleaning it because of you know the people are cleaning a lot 
the metro that is because of coronavirus trying to keep everything sanitized for the people so you know long live art and uh long live cleanliness as the same time uh yada 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 i was trying to look through my notes here i don't have many notes left i think i ran out of notes but that's okay um i was just thinking about oh, sorry i hit the mic that was a little loud i'm sure um i was just thinking about like the kind of society we live in now we're going through a lot of strange times a lot of reflection of what's essential what's necessary um i had spoke previously about elon musk's tweet that there are people in prison now for marijuana possession and yet marijuana dispensaries in the same states are essential businesses right now and i i do find that abundantly interesting with marijuana specifically and marijuana use because it's just so common it's so common probably one of the most common drugs after alcohol that's used recreationally um and no one really seems to care too much about it so it's interesting though because it's like you think about two generations or a generation previous to ours if you're my age i'm 23 now um when i was born in the late 90s i'm sure if i asked my dad it was you know weed was you know reefer madness was back in like the 30s or whatever the 40s but people were still like not down with weed they weren't really smoking it so openly as people do now now you walk around the streets you know you smell weed coming out of people's cars and shit. Like, I'm sure people were smoking at the same frequency in previous generations, but certainly not with this much, uh, you know, impunity. You just go out and smoke wherever. It's so decriminalized in most areas. People don't really care too much, you know. But but I had me thinking about, like, different generations, how they treat it, and how it's going to be when people like my age are grandparents, you know. Like, how common was it to go to your grandparents' house and they were drinking, you know, liquor? But at a certain point in America's history, liquor was prohibited. There was a prohibition on it. And uh, I feel like the prohibition on weed is coming up on its tail right now. Like, uh, I'm sure within the next 10 years, it'll be federally legal. And that's being generous. But uh, it just got me thinking, like, the people that are, you know, weed smoking, I'm sure, sure is so, like, common among my generation that by the time we're grandparents, there's going to be grandparents smoking weed in their house, you know? There's going to be, like, even the generation that are grandparents now are kind of getting on that wave with the medical stuff. And uh, I'm sure, like, I just had a singular thought of, like, what our society was going to be like when I am a grandparent, which is just that there's going to be like grandparents with like weed brownie recipes. Like I just thought that was so such a funny thought of like weed tolerant grandparents, you know, it just seems so counter to what we have experienced, but we've only experienced previous generations view of things. Well, we're going to be that generation in 50 years, 40 years, 
a lot can change in that time and we're going to be like how we are now we be when i say we i mean people of my age in their 20s early to mid 20s we are uh, gonna have like fucking bad baby or i don't even know the rappers of today we'll just say like cardi b or megan de stallion or fucking beyonce as our like classical music one day that'll be like classic hip-hop classic rap like how people think of biggie tupac you know wu-tang's still definitely around and prevalent but you know nwa that wasn't that long ago and that's viewed as like classic hip-hop and everything is going to be classic everything that is now will eventually not be and another crazy thought besides that you know and two more things on that topic which is that not only are we going to have like a more weed tolerant society but our names are going to be different like when you think of old names you think of like gertrude and like elizabeth and i guess elizabeth's pretty still you know but the queen is named elizabeth i guess that's tradition uh like like uh bertha i don't know uh gladys you know gretchen helen oh quick tangent holy shit if your name's karen no matter what generation you are if you're a kid and someone named you karen you're fucked Somehow, like, a really common white lady's name became this, like, derogatory term. I think, I mean, look, I'm not going to say Karen is the the white lady's N-word. People who say that are fucking insane. But certainly, if your name's Karen, it sucks because of the association with Karen. And the problem being is that, like, people pick the name Karen because it's such a common, like, early 40s white lady name in this moment so obviously if it was like a name that was picked because it's common enough to be shared with a a large enough population that are deemed annoying then it's going to be affect a lot of people when it becomes a bad thing you know it's like if a like chad Chad's different. Chad's like unpopular enough that if you're a Chad, it's not too bad. But also being a Chad is like a passive insult. It's like you're such a bro. Like at least there's some positive uh, attributes to a Chad. You know, a Chad's at least athletic and probably handsome. But a Karen, there's no redeeming qualities of a Karen. Karen, Karen is worse than bitch. That's how bad Karen is. If you called someone a bitch and their name was Karen, they would thank you. They would thank you for not having been called a Karen, even though it says Karen on their birth certificate. That's how bad it is. It's bad out there. To all the Karens out there, I feel for you. But stop being such a Karen, you know? Stop calling... Stop calling the police on black guys for bird watching in Central Park. 
because you can't control your fucking dog. Stop not wearing a mask in the grocery store then yelling at other people for yelling at you. Stop being Karen, Karen. Really. I would love to see the statistics from like the... I don't even know what department would handle that. What government uh, uh, department would handle name changes? I guess... I guess uh, DMV maybe? But I would love to see the records of how many people changed their name from Karen to something else in 2020. Oh, you can't run from that, though. Fuck. That sucks. I'm glad I have a really ridiculous name, Gage. There can never be a stereotype about Gage because there's three of us. And I met one. The only Gage I ever met in my entire life, I was 23 years old and I met at an open mic. Isn't that incredible? We were at the same open mic on the same list that night. I mean, I guess that's how you would meet someone at an open mic. But it's crazy because I saw their name and I'm like, oh, it must be a different name. It must not be Gage. There's no other Gage. Typical Gage had bad handwriting. Couldn't read his own name. So then when he got up, I was blown away. Yeah. But anyways, getting back to my point about old people smoking weed. I think it's going to be interesting too that we're going to have these names of like our contemporary names as grandparents like their the grandparents names were used to our classics you know like Marianne Debbie Linda Susan things like that but then we're going to have our names as grandparent names we're going to have Kylie's and Caitlin's and Lauren's and Like Jessica's, like Grandma Jessica. What? That's crazy. Grandma Trist or Grandpa Tristan. You know, Grandpa Troy. Like all of these uh, late '90s, early 2000s names are gonna be grandparent names in 40 years, and it's gonna be so normal to us. The progression of age, I'm sure, is such a slow trickling of like remember what i said before if you've watched previous episodes back to the original topic tiktok when i when tiktok came out i was this close to feeling like oh this is this is when i start to age you know it's not the back aches it's not like pain it's not you know a deterioration of your body it's the loss of touch with the current culture when you start to when you start to push away the current the contemporary cultures and technologies and say like I'm done with you. It's none of this really. Uh, it has to do with me. Then you've given up and you've lost the race. And every single day that goes past, then you're just slipping further and further down the hole of like, hey, yeah, old man, you don't get it, okay? We're cool kids. We got TikTok. Like, what's TikTok? Is that a grandfather clock? So I'm slipping. I'm this close. Whatever the next one is, I'm out. I can't anymore. Or even if it is an app, it might be some other shit, you know? I don't know. I'm very close. But uh, that's not really what I'm too concerned about. (sighs) Kind of glad I work at a paper factory and not making movies now. I mean, this is my only production job. I do it for myself for free. But I have a degree hanging up on my shelf that says that I should be making things for video content. 
But that's not essential work right now. It's actually anti-essential work. The only movie that I heard about getting made was uh, that Zendaya and uh, something. I always forget his name. I need to pay respect to the man because he is such a talent. But I always forget his name and it makes me feel so bad. Uh, Denzel Wa- Denzel's Washington's son. He was in Black Klansman. And his son's name is John David Washington. John David Washington is such a talent. Such a handsome, well-bearded man. And that's, I could respect a good beard. Handsome, good beard, great actor in uh, Black Klansman. But he's also going to be in Tenet. Oh my god, I'm so excited for Tenet to come out. But he and Zendaya were just in a movie, or just produced a movie recently with the writer-director of Euphoria, and they got this private estate in uh, Monterey, California, and I guess Monterey Bay, Monterey, I don't know which one it is. I just think of cheese when I think of Monterey. Monterey Jack. That's uh, that's how you know I'm a thick boy. I don't think of high property value towns, I think of a dairy treat. I guess cheese isn't a treat, but a dairy... uh, product anyways they uh basically constructed this like production camp of quarantine so they can get away from people and uh truly quarantine and still produce a movie and you know as someone who's into production and wants production to thrive it makes me happy but i'm not i don't have that budget i'm not gonna make anything anytime soon you think i'm gonna make a commercial for like a a pizza place in my town with all those restrictions? No. But I love producing this podcast. It brings me such joy. And I hope it brings you joy. People watching, please like, subscribe, comment, and not because it's compulsory, but because you have to. And uh, for all the English majors out there, you're welcome for that joke. That's a little high flute, and that's a New Yorker joke right there. That's witty and dry like a stale piece of toast but what was i saying yeah i work at a paper factory that makes essential papers you know like wipes and medical gowns and shit and uh, i'm glad that i'm not doing production work because i'd be out of a job and i would think that i'm just a failure so paying off my debt to society and to my bank There's nothing else that makes me happier than just uh, paying off money that I owe. Sad state of affairs. But life is about perspective. My 10-year-old self would fucking cut himself if he knew what kind of life I was living. But I was only using safety scissors back then anyway, so it doesn't matter. That's the wrong message. Suicide's not a joke, and self-harm's not a joke, but yeah, I just made it super depressing for no reason. I always do that. What a bummer. My point being, it's all about perspective. I have a job right now. I'm employed. I feel blessed as a motherfucker because I still get to pay the bills and uh, have the promise of another day, and that's what we should be caring about. If you could survive to the next day, then you have a chance at a better day tomorrow. And if you have a better chance at a day tomorrow, maybe you have a chance for a better week next week and a better month next month and a better year next year. 
Use the time and the energy and the prosperity you have now to plan for what is to be better next time. Use what you've learned. Make life better for yourself. That's just the human nature. That's just the human model. Since we planted our first seed and cultivated uh, crops for the agriculture revolution so that we have promise of calorie surplus for generations to come, now our seeds are fucking dollars and cents, baby. Money is our food now. Paper is sustenance. Coins are calories. All right, anyways, my slam poetry book is coming out, and uh, I'll have a slam poetry Zoom open mic tomorrow. Uh, tune in if you want to fucking shoot yourself in the fucking head. Uh, you know, <laughs> the password is I want to die, and I'm desperate for attention. I love you, everybody. This has been more or less. You have been amazing. Keep listening. Keep sharing with your friends. Please spread the good word, the gospel of more or less. Um, an angsty white boy wearing the dopest drip you ever done seen in your whole goddamn life in his mother's house closet of my childhood room. Trying to make you people laugh, cry, feel yourself, touch yourself. Uh, you know, I'd feel pretty uh, flattered if you're touching yourself to this. This is the most boring shit ever. Not boring. Intriguing as hell. We are, here at More or Less, we strive to be just a step above intriguing as a Snapple cap. So if I have accomplished that, please tell me your favorite Snapple cap fact. And uh, leave it in the comments. And I'll read them a year from now. I love you. I don't know you. I need your attention. Thank you. <laughs>